Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, December 5th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Bobcat hunting and trapping is common throughout much of the U.S. Despite the abundance of the wild cat, some conservationists are pushing back on the open season. I've applied for a permit not to use since the very beginning and I've never received one. So uh, the odds are unlikely, but I still feel it's a method for me to be involved and have a voice in the conservation of bobcats. We'll have that story in just a few minutes. A federal judge in southern Illinois has denied four motions to dismiss a lawsuit against Cahokia Heights management of the local sewer system. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports. U.S. District Judge David W. Dugan denied motions from the defendants, saying they didn't stand against plaintiffs' claims they mismanaged the local sewer system, leading to raw sewage in public waterways and residents' properties. Nicole Nelson is the executive director at Equity Legal Services and one of the attorneys representing plaintiffs in this case. She says they're now in discovery, including depositions of defendants, potential experts, and 31 plaintiffs. Federal rules allow that you can depose someone up to seven hours. And so some of our clients can't sit for that long um, just because of various ailments and health conditions they have. Nelson expects this phase of the case to last through the end of next year. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. Gas prices in the St. Louis region are averaging less than $3 a gallon. Gas Buddy's weekly survey of more than 980 stations shows the cost dropped roughly 14 cents a gallon in the past week to an average of $2.96. The lowest price $2.52. The national average is $3.36 a gallon. Prices in the Metro East range from $3.29 to $3.69 a gallon. They are hovering around $3 in Rolla, and prices in the Quincy area run from $2.99 a gallon to $3.62. Missouri's Secretary of State is proposing a rule to keep non-age-appropriate books and materials from young readers at public libraries. St. Louis Public Radio's Brittany Cordera reports the state would withhold funding from libraries that don't comply. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft wants to impose a rule on public libraries that enforces oversight on collection development and could withhold state tax funding from libraries that don't inform families about content policies for their collections. That worries St. Louis Public Library CEO Waller McGuire. People who are caring for their children have nothing to fear from a public library. There is only advantage in learning and opportunity here. McGuire says that St. Louis Public Library has collection development policies in place that give parents the choice of what they want their children to see and read. I'm Brittany Cordera, St. Louis Public Radio. Several bills have been filed in Jefferson City to extend postpartum care for low-income women. The Missouri Independent reports one proposal is from State Senator Elaine Gannon of DeSoto. That measure did not make it out of this year's legislative session following disagreements involving the conservative caucus. The bill gives low-income women postpartum Medicaid coverage for a year after birth. Gannon is hoping it will gain approval in the session that begins early next month. Four almost identical bills have been filed in the Missouri House. Washington University is looking for people to enroll in a clinical trial that studies if mRNA vaccines could work for preventing the flu. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fentum reports coronavirus vaccines were the first to widely use the technology. 
mRNA vaccines use lab-produced molecules to teach the body's immune system how to respond to a virus. A traditional flu vaccine is created using an inactivated flu virus. Researchers say that if the mRNA vaccine works for more than just the coronavirus, scientists could produce vaccines more quickly and effectively. Dr. Rachel Presti is the medical director of the WashU Infectious Disease Clinical Research Unit. She says scientists currently use a lot of guesswork to create each year's flu vaccine six months in advance. In the traditional way of making a flu vaccine, you have to actually grow up the strains of the flu and then inactivate them. And that's just a long, long process. Presti says they're looking for adults who haven't gotten this year's flu shot. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Hi there, it's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, your afternoon newscaster here at St. Louis Public Radio. Listener support is STLPR's largest source of revenue and makes podcasts like The Gateway possible. So show your support for regional news in the new year by making a gift at stlpr.org and thanks. Bobcats were hunted to near extinction in parts of the American Midwest and states began putting them on protected species lists. But the bobcat has made a huge comeback. Now it's hunted in nearly every state. Harvest Public Media's Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco reports on some efforts to protect the wildcat. For 44 years, Illinois banned bobcat hunting. That changed in 2016 when the state started a lottery for permits to hunt the predators. And every year since Illinois had a bobcat hunting season, Jennifer Kuroda has lined up for one of the permits, with plans to leave it unused and possibly saving at least one of the wildcats. I've applied for a permit not to use since the very beginning and I've never received one. So uh, the odds are unlikely, but I still feel it's a method for me to be involved and have a voice in the conservation of bobcats. The bobcat is a medium-sized lynx with a short bob tail, hence the name, and dense brown-gray fur along its back with a whitish underside speckled with black. That makes it prized by hunters and trappers. The best pelts can fetch hundreds of dollars. Vero Popescu teaches conservation biology at Ohio University, where he researches bobcat populations. He says that habitat destruction coupled with the fur trade led to a decline in bobcat populations by the 1850s throughout the Midwest. They were never in danger of extinction, but they have been extirpated from several Midwest states like Ohio, Indiana, Illinois. The bobcat is not a federally endangered species. They're one of the most widely distributed, medium-sized mammals in the country, second only to the raccoon. Still, a handful of states, including Indiana and Ohio, continue to ban bobcat hunting. Most recently, California imposed a ban in 2019. Steve Balin is one of the caretakers of Boris, the bobcat that calls a Northern Illinois Nature Center home. He's a lynx rufus, and lynx rufus are, are all over the United States. Families crowd around the bobcat enclosure while Balin explains. The, you probably, if you didn't know that there are lynx in, in Illinois, you also probably didn't know that they hunt for lynx in Illinois. And, uh, right, and they, not, they don't just hunt for them, they trap them. So far, the state has hosted six hunting seasons, and hunters have nabbed more than 1,600 bobcats. 
Stan McTaggart with the Illinois Department of Natural Resources says that the lottery for hunting permits limits the numbers that get killed. We usually get about 6,000 applications for 1,000 permits, so your chances of success are, are pretty low. Matt Reed with Lake County Wilderness Preserve in northern Illinois says that in states with dense bobcat populations like Tennessee or Kentucky, those numbers are far higher. Kentucky, for example, I believe they they have, uh, they'll probably take in like thousands, they'll actually harvest thousands of bobcats, uh, maybe one or two thousand per year. So probably ten times as many as we, we do here in Illinois. Oklahoma hunters and trappers also kill thousands of bobcats a year. Stan McTaggart says the number in Illinois is about 300 bobcats a year. Even with that hunting, McTaggart says that the state is confident that the population of bobcats is increasing. Our surveys for bobcats show increasing uh, trends in abundance based on deer hunter surveys and archery deer hunter surveys. There's two different types. Jennifer Kuroda, the woman who tries every year to save a bobcat by taking one permit out of circulation, got an email from the Illinois DNR. So yeah, it says lottery winner, like the, the, the subject line says lottery winner, and then it says, Jennifer, congratulations, the bobcat hunting drawing 2022 is complete. You were successful in being issued a permit. This is your account tied to, and then my customer number. Kuroda is thrilled to have delivered a dent, however small, to this year's bobcat harvest. The way she sees it, by holding on to her permit, she increases her odds and everyone else's of catching a glimpse of the elusive links in the wild someday. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.